Uh, if you've got your Bibles this morning, uh, I want to invite you to go to uh, Matthew, uh, the first book in the New Testament, Matthew 10. Matthew 10. It's about, I don't know, two-thirds of the way through the Bible. Uh, otherwise, you can bring that up on your cellular mobile or uh, on your uh, tablet or however you want to look at uh, that this morning. We'll put it up on the screen as well. Matthew 10, uh, beginning with verse 5. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning as we have gathered together. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, God, for an opportunity to reflect. We thank you, God, for uh, the good news uh, that we are about to receive uh, through your word this morning. Lord, as we uh, open and read and reflect, we invite your Holy Spirit to just continue to move among us uh, that we might indeed be plugged into your power and that we might go from this place um, people who truly speak your words uh, to a dark and broken world. God, may the words of my mouth, the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, for you are indeed our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, the children's sermon didn't go exactly as I was planning this morning. I was trying to make sure I didn't catch any of the kids on fire uh, with uh, the, the, the camp stove and all that, and uh, sometimes that just happens. Uh, hopefully, they at least remember that uh, uh, the ice was cold, right? <laughs> <laughs> you never know what you're going to get with the kids here. It's, it's great. Live TV, that's right, exactly. That's exactly right. Well, many have spent uh, about half of my life uh, in Minnesota, in the great state of Minnesota. And uh, if you've ever been to Minnesota before, you know that there are a couple of philosophers um, uh, who really influence the culture in a very big way in Minnesota, and they speak words of wisdom over and over uh, to the people of Minnesota. And so we take great care to listen to them when they speak. Their names are Oli and Lena. <laughs> And there are a couple of Norwegians, and we tell these Oli and Lena stories to learn. And so this morning, I want to share with you an Oli and Lena story. Oli had a bunch of trees in his yard that he needed uh, to, to, to take down. And so uh, Lena, uh, his wife, encouraged him to go to the hardware store and get a chainsaw. And so Oli went down to the hardware store, purchased a chainsaw, but it didn't work so well. The first day Oli went out and he was cutting down trees and he was able to cut down five trees. But by the second day, uh, he was only able to cut down three trees. By the third day, only Oli was only able to cut down one tree. And he worked all day long and he's like, doggone, this chainsaw isn't really working very well. So Oli decided to take the chainsaw back to the hardware store uh, to return it, and he gave it to the, uh, the hardware store owner. And the guy wanted to just make sure that it, that it functioned okay, so uh, uh, he, he you know, fired up the chainsaw, and then he turned it off, and it, and it ran. And Oli looked at the hardware store owner and said, what is that noise? <laughs> What is that noise? Do you not understand my Norwegian? Some of you are going to have to explain it to your friends at lunch today, right? So here's the point. Too often in life, 
We try to do things on our own power. And we don't rely on the Holy Spirit's power. But we need God's power in our lives. We need God's power to be good spouses. We need God's power uh, to be good parents. We need God's power uh, to be good coworkers. We need God's power to make good choices in our lives. But too often, we go through life on our own power. And we are not plugged in to God's power. And I know a lot of um, Christians who are not plugged into God's power as God has called and invited us to be a part of his power. A couple years ago, I read a book uh, called Forgotten God, Reversing Our Tragic Neglect of the Holy Spirit by Pastor Francis Chan. And this book is all about the Holy Spirit, and he begins his book this way. From my perspective, the Holy Spirit is tragically neglected and for all practical purposes forgotten. While no evangelical would deny his existence, I am willing to bet there are millions of churchgoers across America who cannot confidently say they have experienced his presence or action in their lives over the past year. And many of them do not believe they can. The benchmark of success in church services has become more about attendance than the movement of the Holy Spirit. The entertainment model of church was largely adopted in the 1980s and 90s. And while it alleviated some of our boredom for a couple hours a week, it filled our churches with self-focused consumers rather than self-sacrificing servants attuned to the Holy Spirit. And I think that about summarizes many of our experiences with the Holy Spirit. And sometimes we even wonder if the Holy Spirit is speaking or moving. And, 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 and if the Holy Spirit does move, we're like, huh, I wonder if that's the Holy Spirit. But is that noise? <laughs> we have any good Norwegian, let's say this all together in a Norwegian accent. Come on, play along. Thus is that noise, right? That's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit moving among us. And oftentimes we don't even hear the Holy Spirit because we're so used to operating on our own power. Sometimes we hear, we, we experience the Holy Spirit or we hear a voice from God or we experience something and we think to ourselves, huh, I wonder if that's God. I wonder if that's the Holy Spirit in my life. Or maybe I just had bad pizza last night, right? <laughs> or maybe I'm just influenced by that movie I just saw. Or maybe I'm just talking to myself, right? What is that noise? Is that the Holy Spirit? And we're not really sure if the Holy Spirit is talking to us. And so for a few weeks, we're spending some time talking about the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit comes to us and we don't just talk in theory, but we're talking about how each one of us can truly experience and allow the Holy Spirit to move through our lives. And if you are here last week, we talked a little bit about when we are walking with the Holy Spirit, when we are plugged in, when we are connected to the Holy Spirit. He can help us to know what we need to know. 
And today we're going to continue talking a little bit more about the Holy Spirit. And we're going to look at when we are plugged into the Holy Spirit, He can help us to say or speak what He wants us to speak. God can actually move through our words. And that's what we're going to look at. And so, again, we're going to go back to um, Matthew 10 and look at uh, this story of Jesus and the disciples and the Holy Spirit. These 12 Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Do not get any gold or silver or copper to take with you in your belts. No bag for the journey or extra shirt or sandals or a staff, for the worker is worth his keep. Whatever town or village you enter, search there for some worthy person and stay at their house until you leave. As you enter the home, give it your greeting. If the home is deserving, let your peace rest upon it. If it is not, let your peace return to you. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, leave that home or town and shake the dust off your feet. Truly, I tell you, it will be more bearable for Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than for that town. I am sending you out like sheep among the wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as snake and as innocent as doves. Be on your guard. You will be handed over to the local councils and be flogged in the synagogues. On my account, you will be brought before governors and kings as witnesses to them and to the Gentiles. But when they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you will be given what to say, for it will not be you speaking, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. So up until this point, Jesus is out there teaching. He's out there preaching. He's out there healing. He's involved in all sorts of miracles. And he's leading the disciples there in kind of the background. And Jesus is showing the disciples where to go. And he's always out front of them. And he's navigating the terrain of the land and the terrain of the people. And when there's criticism, there's Jesus out front taking the brunt of all the criticism that comes his way. And this is going on for year after year. And the disciples are watching and paying attention to what Jesus is and how he is leading. And then on this day, as we read in Matthew 10, Jesus pulls back and says, your turn. Now you guys go out there and bring light to a dark world. Now you guys go out there and bring healing to a broken and hurting world. Now you guys go out there and lead and face the criticism. It's the role reversal. It's a big moment in the life of the disciples and Jesus in terms of how they are figuring out what all this means. Have you ever noticed that there is a world of difference as you're driving down the road if you're in the passenger seat uh, or in the driver's seat? 
Remember, remember before you took a driver's training class, you would just sit in the passenger seat and you would look out the window or you would you know, be on your phone or you would be doing something or other and you weren't really paying attention to any of the straight names. You weren't paying any attention to any of the navigation. But if you're in the driver's seat, you know what roads are coming up. You know you're paying attention to stoplights. You're paying attention to pedestrians. You're paying attention to the gas tank. You're paying attention to putting your foot on the gas. You're paying attention to putting your foot on the brake. You're paying attention to the glare of the sun. You're paying attention to all sorts of things. But if you're the passenger, you're just kind of sitting there going, ah, you're not really paying attention. And on that day, Jesus says to the disciples, it's time to get out of the passenger seat and sit in the driver's seat. It's your turn. And that can be overwhelming. I remember when I first turned 16 and got my driver's license, it's like, whoa, this driving thing is a little bit bigger deal than what I thought, right? And all of a sudden, you see things very, very differently. And folks, I want to remind all of us this morning that we too, like the disciples, have been called to get out of the passenger seat and move into the driver's seat. That's who God has called us to be as followers of Jesus. People who don't just show up on Sunday morning and passively consume. Remember what Francis Chan says? We've created churches filled with consumers. Come and entertain me, preacher. Come and entertain me, worship guy. That's not who God has called us to be. People who just show up and keep the chairs warm on Sunday morning. God has called us to move from passively sitting. This is not what church is all about. This is not the purpose and the point of church, just gathering together. The purpose of what it means to be a Jesus follower is to gather together and then go. and To proclaim his good news to a broken and dark world. If you think this is all church is all about, is just coming and consuming spirituality, that's not it, folks. I want to be very clear. Jesus has called us to go and to move from the passenger seat to the driver's seat. And I get it. It's a little bit overwhelming. Because we're talking about speaking for God, speak and allowing the Holy Spirit to speak through us. And so I think, you know, oftentimes we hear stories about Jesus and the disciples and we think to ourselves, yeah, but they were super spiritual people. Those disciples, man, they were so qualified. They must have been educated. I mean, they got to hang out with Jesus. They must have just been superhuman people, those disciples. And the truth is, the disciples were not. They were common, ordinary guys. They were just people like you and me. They, didn't, they had far less education than me, probably far less education than most of you. If you finished, I don't know, sixth grade, you probably had more, edu- you have more education than all of the disciples combined. Many of them were not literate. Did you know the apostle Peter could not read? He was illiterate, folks. If you can read, you are more educated than the apostle Peter. These were not people of any kind of social status. They were commoners. They were fishermen. They were people who could, they just were ordinary folks. And Jesus came to him on that day and said, now you guys go lead. 
So we have to ask ourselves, if that's who Jesus is calling to lead his church and to be his spokespeople for in the world, what about me? What about us? See, the disciples did have a secret sauce. They had the Holy Spirit. Do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you will be given what to say, for it will not be you speaking, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. So this morning, real quickly, I want to give you three ways. Three ways when you are plugged into the Holy Spirit, how the Holy Spirit can speak through you. Three ways how the Holy Spirit can speak through you when you are plugged in to the Holy Spirit. Number one, when you're plugged into the Holy Spirit, when you are connected to the Holy Spirit, sometimes the Holy Spirit is going to speak through you and you aren't even going to know it. Sometimes it's going to happen and it's just going to go right over your head. You're not even going to know it. You're going to be sitting in a small group uh, with some of your friends at church and you're going to have a discussion. Somebody's going to say something. You're going to get a thought in your head. It's going to prompt you and you'll be like, blah, 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 right? And all of a sudden, that person that you just spoke to, um, it's like just boom, a message that just came right to them. And I was like, whoa, that person just spoke to me in an incredible way. And you may never even know it. Maybe not for a long, long time. But that's how the Holy Spirit sometimes works. Is you, the Holy Spirit might be speaking through you when you're plugged into the Holy Spirit. And you won't even know it. That's the crazy thing sometimes about the Holy Spirit. Um, this past week I was having coffee with one of our faith people. And we're talking about all sorts of different things. And at one point in time, he looked at me and said, I was telling him I was preaching about the Trinity this weekend. And he said, you know, oh... I remember a couple years ago when you preached about the Trinity. And I'm like, really? And he went on to share with me about the sermon. And the more he shared with me about the sermon, the more I'm sitting there going, I have no idea what he's talking about. I don't even know it was me preaching that day. It, it kind of sounded vaguely familiar. But I had no idea. But here we are, several years later, he's like, oh, and he's giving me points and details. And I'm like, are you kidding me? See, I had no idea. See, that's not me. That's the Holy Spirit moving through me and speaking through me. See, when I get ready for, uh, to come and worship uh, with you all on Sunday morning to preach, my prayer all week long is, Lord, you know who's coming Sunday. I don't know who's coming Sunday. I know some of the people who are coming Sunday, but you know who's coming Sunday. You know their issues. And so you got, you just need to speak through them. So Holy Spirit, just empty me out. You speak through me. See, I don't think, I don't think I'm all that gifted or talented of a preacher. You know how I preach on Sunday morning? Is I just empty myself and Holy, say, Holy Spirit, you speak through me. And when we empty ourselves and pray to God, God, just, just speak through me. He's going to speak through you. And he is going to speak through you. And sometimes you are going to say words that just profoundly touch someone's heart. And you're not even going to know it. Not even going to know it. Number two. When you're plugged into uh, the Holy Spirit, 
He's going to speak to you sometimes in advance. Sometimes you're going to get advance warning for how the Holy Spirit works through you. Let me give you an example. When I come on Sunday morning, I'm prepared. I've been preparing all week long to stand in front of you folks. I don't come to church on Sunday morning and say, hey, anybody read a good book this week? Anybody watch Oprah this week? Any good topics out there? Any good podcasts? Any articles from, I don't know, People Magazine you want to talk about? I don't do that. I show up and I am prepared all week long. I am in God's word studying and I am praying, Lord, I don't know what you want to say through this text this week. And so just speak to me so that I can, so that you can speak to the people of Faith Lutheran Church. All week long, I am praying and praying and praying fervently for you guys because I don't know what's going on in your lives and I certainly am not adequate to address whatever is going on in your lives but you know who is God is and so my prayer all week long is God Holy Spirit just show up and speak give me words to give to these crazy people in faith I don't know what to say to them and so we prepare. I prepare all week long. And you can prepare too. You can prepare for the Holy Spirit to show up in your life. I mean, you know who you're going to meet at work tomorrow. You know who you're going to see at school tomorrow. You know who's going to you know, be in your house tomorrow. And so you can prepare the same way I prepare on Sunday morning. Lord, I mean, to know what to say. Just pray. Empty yourself. And when I run into that coworker, when I run into that friend, whenever, when I run into that other student at school, it's just like, ah, pray, pray, prepare. We need to pray and prepare to speak to others. And oftentimes that's how God, the Holy Spirit shows up in our lives. It's through our preparation. It's not just a free-for-all. we got to do our part, folks. And our part is prayer, reading scripture, and emptying ourselves. Sometimes the Holy Spirit shows up. We don't even know about it. Sometimes the Holy Spirit shows up and speaks to us through our preparation. And the third way the Holy Spirit, I have discovered, shows up in my life is in the spur of the moment. Sometimes there is no preparation. Has anybody ever run into an experience before? Maybe just me, where all of a sudden you're in a situation and you have not prepared for that moment, but it's all of a sudden, whoa, that's a big deal. I need the Holy Spirit now. A couple weeks ago, I was uh, spending some time with a group of our senior high students. And uh, I always pray before I spend time with our junior high and senior high students because um, they think I know stuff. And I usually don't. And so uh, I, I, I just, they, they always, they ask really good questions. They ask me really good questions, really hard questions. And I know they're looking at me like, you must know the answer. And so I'm just praying all week long as I'm getting ready to meet with either our junior high or our senior high students. And I was meeting with a group of our senior high students, and all of a sudden this question came out of left field. Anybody ever had a question come out of left field before? This was a really good question, and it was a really tough question. It was a profoundly theological question. It was a deep question. And I'm like, whoa, I didn't see that one coming at all. And then I'm thinking in my head, there's not a simple answer for this question. I'm wondering 
Do this, does this group of senior high students, do they really want to hear what I have to say? Because there's not an easy answer. It's going to take a little bit of time. And we live in a culture with very short attention spans, right? And I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to start talking, uh, answering this question. And in about three seconds, they're going to hear blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking to myself, I, I, I don't know if I want to answer. I don't know if I can answer this question. I certainly cannot answer this question in a short sound bite. It's going to take some time. So you know what I did? I prayed my favorite prayer. Help! <laughs> right? It's the Insta prayer. <laughs> Praying in the moment. God, I don't know what I'm going to say. And so here, I'm going to give you guys some tips for, for how you do this. If someone ever uh, comes to you, you buy a little bit of time to pray. So if they ask you a question, you repeat the question back. And it gives you a little bit of time to think. So they ask you a question, and they give you a little bit of time to think about that question. Did you see how I did that? Walked across there and repeated. You repeat the question, and you're praying in your head, help! <laughs> and then I looked at the kids, and we had this wonderful conversation. And I think I stumbled through something or other. In fact, I have no idea what I said, but uh, Tim and Carolyn were there, and... The kids left and they're like, whoa, dang, I know. Sometimes we just don't have any preparation to allow the Holy Spirit to speak through us. But as Christ followers, we have to have the confidence that the Holy Spirit is working through us. And when we are plugged into the Holy Spirit, we can have that confidence, folks. We don't have to wonder about bad pizza. We don't have to worry about, oh, my, am I, is this just me thinking to myself? We can know for sure that it is the Holy Spirit moving with us. We can have that kind of confidence. When we empty ourselves and pray to God, God, I need you to speak through me because I got nothing. I got nothing. And I think about how Jesus used these 12 ordinary guys and said, now it's your turn. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege and honor it is to allow you to speak through us. But God, oftentimes our default is to speak for ourselves and to go through life on our own power, saying our own things. So Lord, more than anything, just empty of us of ourselves and fill us with your very breath, the breath of life, so that we might go out from this place and speak words of hope and encouragement of love and healing and forgiveness. Lord, in your mercy.